I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. It's a big ask. You're asking them to physically show up. So you really have to make that intimate connection where they feel like this is for them. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 82. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to create quality content to promote your next event. We're actually having our guest from last episode back, Haley Denker of Haley Denker Marketing. It was a great conversation last time around. If you haven't checked that out, you might want to circle back after this episode because it was really a a must listen. Mm -hmm. Instead of must see TV, it's a must listen podcast. Before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? So I actually picked up something new and Mm. I know, I know. Um, So this new sparkling wine cocktail, it's almost like, you know, those like, what did they call them back in the day? Uh, I forget. But anyways, it's, it's a brand called Pampalone, maybe. I don't know. It's pretty. It was pink. Mm -hmm. It sparkled and it tastes amazing. Um, And Four of them helped. were plenty. Four of them were plenty. <laughs> Four of them were plenty. Was it sweet? Yes. It was sweet. sweet. It was very, yes, yeah. it was sweet. Not overly sweet, but um, mm. yeah, it I was. I think you're going to have to share this with me because everything about that sounds amazing. Sweet. I feel like it would go with your very like French like vibe. That Even like Pampalone is kind of like Pampalone. Is that Italian? I don't know. Um, is it Italian or French well, Pampalone is uh grapefruit in French. So I don't know, maybe it has something to do with pamplemousse, but I don't know. It's really good. So I will share that with you. Yes, for sure. please do. And maybe I'll be drinking that during our next episode. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, now that we found out what Jesse's drinking and she's going to give me one of those, let's get to our conversation, the continuation of our conversation with Haley Decker. All right, we are bringing back Haley Denker today. She has been helping businesses for the past 10 years to refocus their marketing goals and put together a plan to establish real results. Her agency works with each client to create a marketing plan that is custom to their needs, executes them with excitement and passion. She's established a team of hyper-talented marketers who share her drive to leave supposed tos in the dust and come up with new, fun, and creative content. And today, she's going to talk to us about how to create quality content to promote your next event. Haley, welcome back to the show. Yay, so glad to be back. Yay. We're so excited to have you. Well, last time you were drinking that cat, black cat fizz, which yeah. sounded so interesting, and I still have to get out there and check <laughs> it out. Uh, but what are you drinking today? I'm interested so, now. I'm I'm drinking the cocktail that I actually made with um, my director of content, Caitlin, at our neck at our last photo shoot with Jesse. Woo-hoo. Ooh. Yes. yes. So, I love that tie-in. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> so we call we're calling it the manifester. And it's like Ooh. gin and aperol and grapefruit juice and a little rosemary. It's so pretty. You guys that sounds have like to... the perfect summer drink. Yeah. 
I know. I know. Well, maybe I don't think we can share a photo on the show notes page, but we should include a photo if we can. You know what? Well, you know what? If you want to send us, if you wouldn't mind sending us like your, how you made it, like the 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 recipe. We have shared some people, sometimes people have sent us like their recipes for the drink they're drinking because it sounds so interesting. So please send that and we will put that in the show notes for anybody and call it, we'll call it the manifester. Anybody who's interested, you can check out the drink that Haley and her team have created, which mm-hmm. cool. I'm, I'm going to have to try. I know. It sounds well. so good. I love gin now. Mm-hmm. I used to not, but I like it now. Um, right. Okay. So last episode, you did give us a full rundown on what it is that you do and how you got there. So uh, why don't you just give us another brief overview of that for this episode as well for new listeners? Cool. So I started my marketing journey kind of, um, randomly, I didn't set out to, to be a marketer. I didn't study it in college. I was an English major. Um, I got a marketing assistant job at a restaurant group that I was working for just because they needed one. And I thought it sounded fun and creative. And the owner told me that I had good instincts for this industry. Um, just because I was ready to contribute ideas and to think about how are we going to bring people into the restaurant, like off the wall, I wasn't like filtering myself. So um, she, she complimented Spit me. Balling. <laughs> what if we do this? Um, then I got like my first like big marketing job where I was responsible for a company with 28 locations. And it was all on my plate from email marketing, content creation, advertising, PR events, everything was my responsibility. So I just, I learned so much. Um, and I really credit that to, um, being the marketer I am today. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not reading from a book. I'm not reading from a manual. I'm really just following my instincts and figuring things out. And that lends to a really like a very human centered, organic, natural experience. Um, then I moved to marketing consulting when I had my kids Um, It was supposed to be very, very part-time. I just kept getting awesome clients. And over the past two years, I've pivoted to an agency. Um, I just love working with a team of other creatives and the magic that we're able to create when it's, you know, my ideas built up, you know, built upon by the next person and then someone else is contributing. And then the final result is this really cool campaign. Like that's my favorite thing in the world. Um, I love working with other people. Um, yeah, and that's where I am. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and I know I know Haley personally, and she is fantastic. And she has awesome clients because she's so awesome. And I love everything that you've done and how you've built up this agency and seeing that growth over time. Um, and I'm so glad you came back for another episode where we're going to be focusing on how you can use content marketing to promote your next event, which is really exciting because we're at a point through the pandemic now where I think people are really like wanting like events, whether they're, I mean, people are still doing a lot of, you know, virtual events, but like in-person events can be super valuable now. People are wanting that. Um, So I know you have a couple of examples you're going to kind of walk us through. Um, You know, I know you just had an amazing workshop, um, for your audience. And so maybe talk to us about like why, um, someone should or shouldn't have a workshop, like what goes through the, the marketing mind of like 
why is this important? And, you know, is this a good thing for someone to do? Sure. Um, so I recently had a content marketing workshop. Um, my director of content, Caitlin actually lives in Arizona. She was going to be in town to do a photo shoot with you, Jesse, and, um, a couple of like content creation nights, uh, for clients where we just did some like batch recording of videos for reels. Um, so knowing that she was going to be here, I was like, oh, we have to do an event together where we get to just unleash us together, help people. This will be fun. Um, so the way that we used content marketing was we started giving people, we started talking about the challenges around creating content. Um, and we started giving them some tools and resources. But as you guys know, like I can give you like a pretty template to create content from, and you can still stare at it and be like, I still am stuck. I still don't know what to do. I still don't feel inspired. Um, so we started again, we were, we were serving them with quality content and things that were, um, addressing their challenges, um, helping them along in, in facing those challenges and in solving their problem. But knowing that if they needed that extra support, if they were still stuck, we had the best solution of them coming to this event. So we were kind of nurturing people through this funnel of like, if you're finding this valuable, you'll really love this event. And this is the place to be. And this is really for you. So you're almost using it as a tool, like another tool in your toolbox, another offering per se, right? So the workshop is an offering. And I think it was important that you made that decision. Like we're going to use this as part of our offerings. Like you don't have to work with us one-on-one. You can come to this workshop and you can still get value in addressing these pain points. So as like an entrepreneur, if you are looking at another way, maybe to, you know, serve your audience, maybe not on a one-on-one capacity. And, you know, you've got this like grand idea of like something new, a workshop can, can do that. Yeah. The, I'll, I would also say that I know we talked about a little bit in the last episode about, you know, coming from a place in your content creation of like being excited And sometimes if you're feeling stale in your content creation and in your marketing, and you're like, I'm so sick of talking about the same thing over and over again, having a workshop gives you something else to be excited about and something else to talk about. I know personally that can be, and again, we talked about this last time, but marketing for yourself is so different and harder than marketing for another business. So the way that I approach my clients work it feels so natural. It feels easy. It's like, this is great. I love this. And then when I have to do it for myself, I can see how challenging it is. So sometimes I need something else to talk about. Like I I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to keep talking about, you know, why you need a marketing strategy. I I'm, I feel empty. So I'll come up with, I'm like, okay, well, well let's give us something to talk about. <laughs> Um, so, uh, a workshop gave us something to market, something to be talking about. So it wasn't just about selling tickets to the workshop and serving people in the workshop. That was certainly like where we were coming from, but there's also like another column of like, this is also serving another goal of we're showing up and we know that that's really important. 
We're showing up consistently, talking about something passionately. So even if nobody ends up buying tickets and coming, there was still a lot of value in the way that we consistently were showing up, delivering quality content that was serving our audience. Um, that's another thing that you put into the, like the perks side when you're doing an event um, is it gives you additional content to talk about. That's so interesting. I really never like thought about it that way because, you know, I've done mainly like online events for the core side of my business where maybe it's a webinar or usually it's a webinar. I haven't really done anything outside of that. But to that point, there's a lot of content that I create in advance of that that still holds a lot of value that point up to the point where, you know, I can only serve you so much in this capacity. If you want to learn more, go to the workshop, go to the webinar, something like that. Now, I know a lot of people have these great ideas. So they're thinking about their content. They're like, oh, this would be great for a workshop format, or this would be great for an event where maybe someone's speaking or, you know, an influencer event or something like that. And I feel like so many people struggle. I hear so many people have a problem of like getting those tickets sold out or having people show up to that event. And a lot of it is because uh, like boils down to marketing, getting the word out. So how, you know, what sort of things can you talk to us about in your experience with your own workshop and helping your client, your own clients, um, make sure that their event is successful. Like you said, like, okay, even if no one buys the ticket, there's still value. But I think there's this like innate, like, like just personal, like, you know, you want, like you put in all this effort, like you want it to be a success and you want to have people there. So what type of content and marketing can we do or have you done that, you know, helps boost those ticket sales or attendee registrations? Um, one thing that's important in all of your uh, marketing to keep in mind, but I think is especially important when you're creating content and especially when you're writing copy, selling and promoting your event is keep in mind that your audience, when they're consuming your message, they're alone. They're probably on their phone. They might be on their computer, but they're alone you know, scrolling through. A lot of people, because when they're writing their copy, creating their content, they're thinking about their audience as this mass group of people. They're writing to a group of people um, and forgetting that they're talking to individuals who are, again, consuming their content one-on-one. So you have to remember that you're writing, you need to write to one person. And remember that one person is reading this. And so for event marketing, when you're inviting them to come, you really want someone to feel like this is for them and they are invited and and they shouldn't miss out. And this is the place where they belong and they will have fun. Um, So I think especially with event marketing where you want, you're, you're not only asking someone to pay, you're asking them to, well, I guess this could be for a, an unpaid event, but it's a big ask. You're asking them to physically show up. Um, so you really have to make that intimate connection where they feel like this is for them and they should come and they matter. And if they come, it matters. Um, 
So one example of something that we did um, for a hiring event for a client was um, this was a client, they do private home care and they're looking to hire nurses. So during the height of COVID, childcare was such an issue. We lost a lot of uh, caregivers who were parents and who just didn't have childcare. So when things started to pick back up, when schools reopened, when daycares reopened, we wanted to re-engage those uh, healthcare workers that were now considering coming back to work. So we thought about, okay, so we're trying to reach nurses who are parents. So we did a superhero event that was, you know, our caregivers are superheroes, but your kid still prefers Spider-Man. So the event was really for the kids. So we decorated the office with like all the superhero decor. We had games for the kids. We had all kinds of fun snacks. We hired a superhero actor to be at all of the different locations to take pictures with the kids. We have videos of like a Spider-Man, like with the kids having silly string, chasing our employees around the office. And the caregivers who came were like blown away because, you know, I'm a mom and like, if you do something nice for me, thank you. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. Like, wow. If you do something nice for my kids, I am a supporter for life. So these caregivers were like, oh my gosh, like they see me, they recognize me. They know I have kids. Like they did this for my kids. Wow. This was amazing. It was different. No one else was doing anything like that. People are just having hiring events, come and apply. So this was something really different and it made a huge impact. And again, like the reach of the event was not just, um, the people who came, the people who came, couldn't stop talking about it, told all of their friends. We got so many referrals. We had such great photos. We put it in the newsletter. People were talking about it because it was something different. And it really got back to like the core value of this company of like, you know, some of these caregivers are taking care of clients and then going home and taking care of their families. We see you and we appreciate you. Um, so that is so interesting that like, I never would have thought that. So basic, so you went from like, cause I I've been to like hiring events, like, you know, career, yeah. what do they call them? Like career day? I don't even know. And they're so like, you literally walk around job table fair. to table job fair. And it's like, so sterile. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not taking into account like my lifestyle. They're not taking it. I mean, I don't have kids, but they're not taking into account like my personality. And when you start to think about it, like you said, the individual and who they are and granted some of the caregivers that probably attended didn't have kids. But if you think about, you know, the majority of the people within this demographic that you're targeting likely do have kids and then appealing to them as if they were an individual. I don't know. I thought, I, I mean, that's, that's genius. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying because, you know, we went to a party lately and there was like nothing for my child there, like food wise, like they knew she was coming with us, nothing really. And then I went to another party and, you know, there was a couple of kids there and they had like planned with, you know, mac and cheese for the kids and, you know, cake pops and all this kind of stuff. And it was just like, wow, you know that mean, cause it also mean my, like, not only, yes, I agree with you. Like when you do something for my child, like it's so much better than anything you could ever do for me. And I never thought I would say that. Um, but it's also making my life easier too. Like I didn't have to worry about bringing something for her to eat or entertaining her or anything like that. Like that was all taken care of. And that's, 
that is invaluable. Right and there. to your point, Jesse, this one was just to target the um, the caregivers who were parents. We also mm. did events that were targeting the caregivers who that wasn't valuable to them. But to have specific events, interesting, kind of niched down. Yeah, it's like this is the this is the event you should come to that's going to make you feel feel special. Um, this is the event where you can come and it's going to make you feel special. Where there's going to yeah. be cocktails and adult cocktails and both adult conversations. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, it's it goes back to if anybody hasn't listened to the episode prior to this one, listen to that one because Haley talks about this whole idea of the vibe, and that goes back to her, like you know, one of her concepts that she talks about for her own business, but like the vibe that one of these events gave, and then you transformed that like vision into all of your mm. content marketing that people are like, oh yeah, I feel that. Like I can, you know, yeah, that yeah. sounds like fun. I, you know, my kids would really enjoy that vibe versus like, oh no, that's not for me. But this other one where there's co- cocktails and Botox, like that is all me. I can totally be done with that vibe. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, that is like my, my vibe personally. Right. I would be that one. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Um, and then, so when thinking about, um, you know, how we actually get people to these events. Um, you know, like even when I do like my mini session events, like there's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, I don't know if you want to touch upon high level, how you actually start to think about like the logistics of the marketing campaign, like from nurturing to like, you know, what type of con, you know, is is it like, you know, is it better to do like an email campaign or are you running email campaigns simultaneously with like, you know, Instagram posts and then like, like what sort of tech do you use um, or have you used personally to like make sure to get these tickets sold and like all of that? So it, good to your point of like, go back and listen to the other episode. I think there's some, a lot of consistencies in if you're going to have an event, um, I would say if you already have an audience of people who are generally aware of you and know what you do and have expressed some interest and, you know, see value in what you do, um, then, then great. That's where you can start really talking about the event. If you don't, then first you have to kind of build that audience through some creative content marketing, and then you can get them excited about coming to event an event. And that can take some time. Like you can't just like, you know, have an event, I mean, you know, next week and expect that to be enough time for you to sort of gear them up for it. Right. And plus like, like putting that on your schedule. Right. Right. Um, so to your point earlier about, um, like a hiring event and people walking around and it's sterile. Like, I don't know who's, who's going to go to a hiring event like that anymore. Like, why wouldn't you just stay on your couch and apply to a bunch of jobs? Um, mm, good so point. You, you, you have to give people another reason to come. Um, so, you know, you, you really have to talk up like. Cocktails, beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Botox. 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 Like you, you have to give them some other like incentive, a reason why like this, community and getting together is going to be, um, fun or valuable or worthwhile. Um, a lot of storytelling will go into the events. Um, I'm someone who, if I'm considering event, like I need to see photos of like either the space or a past event. Like I'm, I'm imagining myself there. So you really want to like through your content, like set the stage. How's it going to feel like, you know, 
what's the day going to look like? Like definitely give people an idea of here's the agenda for the day. This is what it's going to look like. This is what you're going to walk out with. This is who you're going to be interacting with because you're putting them there and having them imagining themselves there. Um, what was the other part of your question? No, I think that's actually really helpful. I think, um, yeah, just some of those pieces that were, you know, gearing up to that, like that's, you know, I do that. I try to do that with all of my mini session events, showing pictures of the space, what to expect. I'm definitely learning how I can actually improve a lot of my marketing for those events just through this conversation. Um, and then I don't know if you have any, um, you know, a lot of our, our listeners are maybe new to business or like, how do I, how do I make this a seamless process? Because if you are getting, um, you know, a lot of signups, I don't know how, what sort of tech have you used in the past um, to, manage ticket sales, I guess you could say, or, or if it's free or whatever registrations. Sure. Um, actually we have a, um, a new client who their, uh, business model is all events. So we're working right now on, um, a process and a workflow of, okay, if they have 20 events this month, um, what's the process for all of them? Like you should have an event write up you should have clear pictures and then you should have like, where are all the places that you're posting this event? So like Eventbrite, Meetup, um, Reddit, um, all the different like sub communities. Uh, are you listing this in the local paper? Where are you posting this event? Um, to that point, don't underestimate like grassroots marketing and like just popping into uh, Facebook groups, um, that are appropriate to your audience and sharing the news about your event, um, telling past people who are coming to your event. Um, when it comes to, especially if you're talking about, um, a high price ticket sale, sometimes a step that people forget that to me, I've found to be the most valuable is individually reaching out like old school, individually reaching out to people that you think this would be of value to them. Um, I know like when I created my content marketing workshop, I had like four people in my head when I was creating it. I was like, whether or not, like whether or not they come, I would love to help them. Like they've been struggling with their content. So I'm going to think about him and his business and all the things he's been talking about in terms of like, he's struggling with, he's not ready to take on uh, an agency to help him, but he's been struggling so what would be valuable for him to learn? And, and it kind of helped inform like the whole workshop. So then I told him, I said, Hey, you know, we, I created this workshop. I'd love to talk to you more about it. I actually created it with your business specifically in mind. It was really helpful for me to think about you and the challenges that you shared with me. So I just wanted to say, thank you. You literally were the inspiration to this. And then they're like, wait a minute. I like, Whoa, I need to come. Um, so like old school, like reaching out to your network, um, and asking them to share it. Like, I think I did that with you, Jesse. I think I was, like, I was hey, just going to say, um, yeah, that's exactly one point I was going to add. If you didn't already touch upon it is tapping into your existing networks for support. I know I'm always willing to, and I'm doing this right now for another entrepreneur who I love and I'm helping share one of her, um, offerings because we our, our audience does overlap. So I would say you need to make sure that your audience overlaps and there's going to be a good, um, 
you know, reception to this. It's like, if it's not something that your audience is not going to be into, you might actually like lose trust. You might break that trust with your audience. But so I ended up leveraging my audience for your workshop because I know that a lot of my audience it overlaps. Like we've had, I think we've even had, maybe had clients, Oh yeah, you know, that have overlapped. So, um, so tapping into, and I forget, there's actually like a phrase, I think, or, or a term that people use when you tap into other people's audiences. And oh, I can't wow. recall it. I cannot recall it. I will have to think about it, but it's like a thing. It's like a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And in terms of, you were asking about like specific tech and software. Um, there's, there's value in having your ticket sales obviously be on your own website. Then another website isn't taking out, you know, a percentage of sales. But when you list it on something like Eventbrite, you get the benefit of their audience who's already looking for events. So you can strategically, um, post it on all of these different websites but also be doing your own content marketing, knowing that any sale you get through your own website is going to be, you know, you get the full um, ticket amount. Um, but a, a lot of the things that we do for um, our like process is, I mean, we use ClickUp for project management. So any kind of like, whether you use Trello or Slack or Asana, whatever you do to have like, especially if you're going to be repeating and doing multiple, multiple events, like having your process and your event checklist so that you can kind of go through and make sure that you've posted it everywhere you want to post it. Um, you have content going out, you're reaching out to those emails because again, it's like, it's a lot to do and a lot to promote. So keeping organized and then connecting all these different things. So connecting our content, like if someone, you know, we, we use one software, for um, quizzes, we talked about doing fun quizzes as like a lead gen in the last episode. But we, um, I use Flowdesk for email marketing. Um, and to integrate Flowdesk with the quizzes, or um, I'm trying to think of, of other integrations. Well, you probably also want to be able to, I know I do this with my webinars. So I have, I use a system called Kartra, but it hosts my, my course and my email marketing list. And so I'm able to tag people that have registered for the event. And if you're able to do that, I think that would be really beneficial because then you know that they're already tagged and they're already registered. So it's almost like you can segment them out so that they stop receiving the emails that are like, please register, please register they've already received that. And so now you almost want to put them in a separate, if you're able, if you have an email service provider, it can segment it out and put them into a separate list that it's like, great, you're registered. And then they get the reminder emails, right? Yep. That they've registered for the event um, so that they don't miss the event. And then uh, one thing I think, I don't know if you do this, I'm sure you do because you're fantastic, but like, thank you emails after the event, right? Um, and a survey asking them, you know, how was the event, you know, questions to make sure- What would you change? Next time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this has all been so good. I feel like we could talk for hours on this, but I never, um, I had no idea there was as much involved. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. I know, but all good stuff. So again, but, but, um, but Haley see, may, broke it down and make it so easy for us. Like, so yes, there's a lot involved, but you know, I yeah. think that people are walking away with some doable things that they can get started on today. Yeah. So, um, remind our audience where they can find you and learn more about you. Yeah. Um, 
join us over on Instagram, Haley Danker Marketing. Um, join our email list. We send out a monthly newsletter with, you know, we talk about the vibe a lot. Um, Love and that. that's, that's where too. you'll find out about any events that we're doing. Um, whenever my, so my, most of my staff is remote, um, but they both make trips to Boston a couple times a year. So when they're here together, we do do events. Um, so to hear about any upcoming events we're having, definitely join our email list. Yeah. You're going to, you have like Caitlin, I think is going to, what did she say? She would love to be able to snowbird here because she lives in Arizona. So come here for the summers and then the winter's back in Arizona. Yeah. She all, she already texted me. She's like, so when's our next photo shoot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, just don't have it on a day that you then are having an event after because I'm going to be too pooped to go to. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was exhausting. That was an exhausting day. It was, it was, I was like, uh, you're right. You're right. I'm not going to be able to make your event. Cause you had, you're like, if you're not too tired, I was like, I'm not going to try and make it. Nope. was definitely too tired. But, um, <laughs> anyways, we digress. Haley, thank you so much for being on the show again. And yes. Anybody, uh, we're going to link up all of her um, links into the show notes so you can get in touch with her if you um, want to chat anything, all, all, any and all things marketing. She also has a link to uh, book a coffee chat with her um, or a cocktail. Which is a Who fantastic knows, idea. Want. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be coffee. It could be a cocktail. Yeah. All After right. five, right? Or maybe right. Right before. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, Haley, thank somewhere. you. Five o'clock somewhere. Well, Haley, thank you so much. It's been awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I think one of the biggest takeaways that I got from this when it comes to promoting your next event was to remember that, yes, you're speaking to an audience, mm-hmm. but you need to make it feel and the the message and the copy needs to make it feel like you're talking to one person because it's a big ask getting people out to an event. Um, especially in-person events, you're asking them to not only like likely pay for a ticket, um, but also physically get out of their houses and go to an event. So you need to make it feel like, why should they do this? And Mm -hmm. so I think that whenever you're creating your content leading up to the event and promoting that, keeping that in the back of your mind, I mean, you should be doing that anyways with all of your content marketing, but especially with events, because it's a big it's a much bigger ask than clicking a button. It It is. And I mean, we already have trouble with, you know, people getting onto email lists, you know, giving away their email, never mind actually taking the time to show up to, you know, getting in the car, driving, paying, poss- pay, possibly paying for a ticket, getting to an event. I, I really, I can't um, tell you how many times I will get an invite to some event and whether it's paid or not. And I look through what, what's going to be happening at the event or what are they going to be offering? You know, what's, what's in it for me? Yeah. Well, you know, <gasps> and you think like, yes, obviously, you know, a lot of times a big draw is networking, um, getting yourself out there, but there, you have to have the, in these, in this day and age, there has to be something more. Yeah. There has to be an, another hook. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, if you're not, if you don't have the right hook, you're not going to get the people that you want there. Um, so that is definitely something to remember and something that I haven't, I hadn't thought about. I mean, it's funny, as I said, I'm, I do this where I'll read an invite, you know, an invitation, or I get a flyer. We're going to be having this event and I do it. Like I'll look through and I'll think, oh, well, it's, it's not really for me, but then I don't think about it when I, when I'm 
thinking about creating some kind of event or anything. Not, yeah. not that I've had a ton of events, not, not like that, but I don't think about it. It's not something I thought about. Like when she said, that, well, was, when you're promoting like, events, maybe you need yeah. to keep that in mind when you're doing your collaboration for other brands, like what's yeah. in it for them? Why should they go? And in that case, yeah. you're, it's almost like you're have to put your hat on your, your, your mind into mm-hmm. the brand's audience that you're um, creating content for. Well, and I think that it, it reminds me that the show is, So, you know, even when there's a guest on that, I might not necessarily feel like I'm going to really benefit from the conversation, but I know our audience is going to benefit from the conversation. So we have them on, but often I, I, I end up sitting here and I'm like, oh, wait, that, that is something I can definitely implement in my own marketing strategy and my own plan for, you know, as you said, tailoring it for my Instagram posts for collabs and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I, I never walk away from this show that I haven't learned something new. So, um, and that just happened to be what I learned today, guys. So I hope that everyone else had something that they learned something from Haley Decker. Really appreciate her coming on for these two shows. Again, if you haven't checked out episode 81, our first show with her, please take the time to check that one out because it is another great one. Uh, And now thank you so much much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. You can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community. You can email us, cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. Let us know what you are thinking about the show. We'd love to hear it. I'm Kate Andrews and you can follow me on Instagram for motherhood, fashion tips, travel tips, all the things at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Uh, or if you're a brand photographer looking to learn more about that genre, I'm at the Brand Photographer Method. Make sure to tune in next time for another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. Mm-hmm.